There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Love Letter to My Friend, the podcast where friends write and share letters of love and thanks with each other. Hosted by me, Lisa Smazarski. And her friend, Alex Walker. So, Al, I think it probably would make sense to talk about why on earth we've decided to get people to write love letters to their friends, not to their not to their lovers, as is traditional. <laughs> I'll never say that again, I'm sorry. <laughs> not that I've ever written a love letter to my husband. <laughs> Feels really retro. But yeah, I think I think we should uh, kick off <laughs> and say that actually we're not naturally really uh, corny people. But I think something about this last 12 months of pandemic chaos has made us really appreciate our friends more than ever before. Totally, totally. And we, we are good friends, but I would say that uh, for the majority of our friendship, we've dealt in bants and sarcasm <laughs> I think... and a little bit of piss taking rather than genuine yeah. gestures of... You, I love you, hun. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I do often see a lot of those really celebratory friends uh, commenting on each other's purse and think, oh, gosh, wow. Because that isn't how I naturally converse with my friends. It is does tend to be much more jokey and much more sarcastic. However, despite the fact that every part of me does veer towards sarcasm, you know, the last 12 months have just shown me how mm. much a gaping hole there has been in my life because I haven't seen my friends enough. I really miss them, you know, as just having the people that you live with is not enough in your life. And a quick WhatsApp chat with them is not the same as seeing your friends the amount that we used to. No, it's really not. And I think um, we obviously got chatting about this last year. We were talking about, you know, where a hug might say all of those things for you actually you're finding yourself actually having to tell people you miss them and you know it's quite uncomfortable sometimes as you go into that but actually you know from chatting to my friends the things that have got most people through this period it isn't romantic love it's the platonic love that you share with friends and people that know you or who are there for you who can make you laugh when you need to laugh or will just listen when you need to talk and and we were like actually how amazing would it be if we started to celebrate friendship in the same way that we celebrate romantic love so that's our mission isn't it exactly i mean we all know there is so many ways to celebrate romantic love you know there's obviously a dedicated day valentine's day but everything you know every tv show every film is all about the the impetus is on finding the romance um but actually Mm. 
it's it's your friends who get you through most things however strong your relationship is it's your friendships that you need you know when you need a night out and because you really need to laugh or you need that person who still remembers what you were like when you were at school and you can just say that one person's name that you were in a class with and you both <laughs> both start laughing the code word the code <laughs> yeah. word you know that is so important as important as romantic relationships and I say this as somebody in a romantic relationship you know my friends are so important oh you've never described it as romantic before. <laughs> in a relationship <laughs> with somebody I am married to <laughs> not a lot of romance but yeah you know I, I say this as somebody in a relationship my friends are just as important and I think it's probably time we start telling them that they are yeah, I think so. So that that's what this podcast is all about. It's about telling your friends how much they mean to you. And what we've decided to do is ask people to write a letter because, again, we wanted to reclaim the language of love, so the old-fashioned idea of writing a love letter, and to give that to your friend because also we're like, that's something you can keep between you as friends. And someone told me a lovely story about how they'd written a letter to their friend that they carried around with them um, for years and years. And I was like... God, that has got to be the ultimate gift. If you're ever feeling a bit down, imagine having that to refer to. And I, uh, with with one of my oldest friends, we've got all these like postcards and letters from when we were teenagers and we'd like literally would send postcards from holidays. And I found one recently and it made me laugh for hours. So I was like, this is what we want to get back to is having these keepsakes that mean something about your friendship. Exactly. And also, I think, isn't it so important now when the world is so crazy to just take a bit of time to reflect on that friendship and what it means to you and your favourite things about it uh, and give it a bit of time that it that it deserves that we just we rarely get the chance to. Uh, it feels like a really important thing to do right now. Yeah, so we have decided this isn't about us. This is about asking other friendship pairs to come on. So um, we've got some brilliant guests coming up, like Terry White, who's actually someone we've both worked with before, but an amazing editor and author, and Charlie Brinkhurst-Cuff from Gowdom. Um, and they, they, alongside a load of other guests, are going to be writing and sharing their love letters. And a lot of them are quite nervous now, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, having just done it myself, um, uh -huh. <laughs> um, I think that they're probably right to be nervous. It's quite a nerve-wracking thing. Uh, so we, we thought, uh, seeing as though we're asking everybody else to share their, uh, the most intimate details of their friendship, we should probably put ourselves in that vulnerable position too. <laughs> so I'm really nervous. somehow and I'm not entirely sure how I've ended up being the first person to do that <laughs> <laughs> and I've written my love letter to you Lisa um, <laughs> which was both really weird but really lovely as well as I say it's a really nice thing to do to reflect on the people who are really special and remind yourself how lovely your friendship is but it's also if you're not a naturally gushy person as we've established it's also um yeah puts you in quite a vulnerable position which ah but I, anyway I, I I have actually started shaking since you started talking <laughs> like, I'm actually really nervous and I don't know why I'm so nervous it's I think it's because I'm not going to be able to control my emotions <laughs> yeah is it going to be laughter maybe I don't know <laughs> I mean it's there's every chance yeah. it is my default emotion yeah so I'm going to go Let's in do this. I'm going to do this tissues at the ready hopefully rather than hysterics here we go Dear Lisa, I thought you were bloody terrible.
terrifying for the first month of knowing you. We just started Stylist Magazine, working 18-hour days in a tiny room that stunk of stale Domino's takeaways and even staler breath, getting ready to launch a brand new magazine to 400,000 women every week. I actually genuinely thought you might be a robot, despite the fact that it was almost comical levels of stress and working hours. I remember you arriving every morning with a literal mane of glossy hair, always wearing heels and a fitted black dress with a huge smile and seemingly no eye bags. And you never ever moaned. I, on the other hand, had descended into a messy ball of chaos with a keyboard ridden with baguette crumbs and a melting face. Were you actually human? I really could not work you out. But somehow, as the weeks turned into months and our formal meetings turned into three-hour chats in local cafes, something shifted. Yes, you were, and still are, unnervingly confident, positive, energetic and weirdly sane, regardless of the circumstance. But you're also so kind, so supportive, so funny and, most importantly, so pro everyone in the room having their best day too. I quickly became more confident and more sure of myself under your eye. To this day, you have a way of making me be my very best self when I'm with you, something I've seen you do with so many other people too. I admire that in you so, so much. I don't think I can pinpoint the moment we changed from work friends to real friends. Maybe when you danced all night at my wedding despite being heavily pregnant, or when you witnessed me in the world's skankiest swimming costume as we fished each other's kids out of a manky swimming pool on holiday together. All the countless times we've dodged soggy breadsticks in vile soft plays, still trying to have conversations that whiz from parenting to ambitions to hangovers. You're the kind of friend I turn to when I'm sad or mad or totally overwhelmed by life and work and kids and husbands. Today, I never think of the boss-employee dynamic that started out our relationship. You're just my brilliant friend who I really respect, who really makes me laugh, and who knows what spider means. I remember you were the first person that I saw after I found out I was pregnant while still on maternity leave, and absolutely freaking out. Through the fog of hormones and morning sickness, I thought my career was over. What a drama queen, and <laughs> that the overwhelm might suffocate me. Obviously, it didn't help that at this point I already had an 11-month-old and a two-year-old and a husband who worked away a lot. I turned to you because you did what I knew you'd do. You helped me make a plan because, good God, are you a woman who loves a plan. You told me that I could make it work because I had to. And you made me laugh. I left the pub knowing I'd be completely fine because you told me that I would be. Because the fact is, Lisa, you can back it up. I remember once asking you how you do it all and you really, really do do it all and your answer was, you just do and you do. I've watched you come through challenges that would break the strongest of people and it's in those moments I've felt utter awe for you. Despite the sadness you must have felt at times, you still show up, you still get up, you still ring out the joy in every single moment, whether that's at work or as a mum or as a friend. You told me once about your favourite parenting advice. Find the magic in everyday things. And that's what you do every day. You find the magic and it makes you magic to be around. Whether that's a quick coffee that ends up being the most restorative meeting of my week or a night out that ends in karaoke and you buying shots for literally everyone in the room. 
your energy is relentless, your tolerance for a hangover even more shocking still. Your life really does make me want to go to bed at times. So I do still stand by that robot theory. I remember when we started Stylish, you told me you wanted to create a feminist magazine with complete passion. I really did think you were a bit weird. Because at that time, there were still lads mags and page three and gossip mags that circled women's boobs. But what you really meant was a magazine that would cheer you on, lift you up, call you out if you were underestimating yourself and tell you all the amazing things you could do for the weekend. Lisa, you not only created that magazine, you've been that friend to me too. So thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Love your friend, Al. I've had a little cry, if I'm honest, um, and I had a very big laugh in the middle at the word spider. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not even going to explain. No, I'm just going to leave, leave it there. there. Um, thank you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm completely speechless, I guess. I mean, it's very, very hard to hear someone being so nice to you. It's like really hard and you know people as you always say people see your best sides we're all so self-critical and you're saying all the things I would love to say of someone else or would say of someone else but it's hard to hear about yourself yeah oh my god I'm going really emotional <laughs> as you can probably tell Lisa and I are both entirely uncomfortable with being emotional um, real, I know I mean really I'm the kind of suck those tears down don't <laughs> never let them off. see you cry my um, eyes are my eyes are damp. I mean, well, oh my God, all I can say is thank you. You're going to have to carry this because I don't know where to start. But it's what an amazing thing to hear about yourself. And it, I have to say, it's just 100% back at you. I'm, you know, all of the things that you say, I see in you. I think, I think the nicest thing about, to me, you know, in a lot of ways, about our friendship is we, we started out with you as my boss, you know, in a really intense working uh, environment. And now I make you write me love letters. Exactly. I mean, the dynamic so is anything, still I still am. <laughs> <laughs> Your bitch. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, that kind of, that starting out your friendship that way doesn't necessarily lead to a friendship that we've had and actually how nice is that um we've been through some really stressful times together yet somehow I mean it's over it's over a decade and I guess that's you know it's a really long journey particularly at the ages that we got to know each other so you know I was just married you were about to get married we were you know we were established in our careers but there was still a long way to go um and we didn't have kids and we've been through all of those experiences together and uh, genuinely so we we met in euphorium bakery on up street where i interviewed you so you know it's a really really weird place to think about that friendship when you like you say you end up in a center park swimming pool in the middle of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's just you know it's it's such an incredible journey i mean when when you look back at that interview, could you ever imagine that we would be friends? You said you're scared of me. I mean, hang on, yeah. I've gone all emotional, but let's take issue with that. I was, you know, when I was thinking my, <laughs> about my very initial thoughts of you in that bakery, I liked you. I really liked you. However, then when we started Stylist, you joined the team a couple of weeks later. 
because you've been on honeymoon and <sighs> romantic oh yeah you terrified me you were like you uh, knew what you wanted and I wasn't sure I knew what you wanted um, <laughs> um which is but you know that's a normal I guess that's a fairly regular dynamic of a new job exactly isn't it? where you're like and and it, you know, and we have working on a new thing as well no one knew what the rules were I guess we really didn't and you were trying to work out this person because Oh, you know, we were we were working insane hours, and you seemed so fine and so together. And I'm sure you weren't, but of you know, you're the boss. You've got to you've got to play that card. And I was just like, when's she gonna break? When's she gonna, <laughs> when's she gonna drop the mask? Um, to be honest, she never really did. But I did see the whole other side to you as well, and realised, yeah, all the things that I said. I'm not going to repeat them because. It's embarrassing now. <laughs> no, um, now we're actually. Uh, it's worth saying that, that during during the letter reading, we both turned off our cameras <laughs> yeah. and couldn't look at each other. So um, yeah, this is this is how comfortable we are both with emotions. But it's funny because I think I can actually remember that um, meet us meeting really well, which it is a bit strange. I've interviewed lots and lots of people, and I don't know whether it's because we developed a relationship quickly or. Just there's something particularly about that meeting that stands out. And, um, you know, I can sort of, I can actually picture you sitting at the table. All I remember thinking was, God, she's young and beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) She was young. We'll never be friends. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) No, it was, we were very, very similar in lots of ways. And I guess I was interviewing you, so I sort of knew what I was looking for. But you answered everything uh, I guess in a way that was so familiar to me because we do think alike. And so I guess that's why you get that synergy in the first place as colleagues um, and as people, you know, as someone I wanted to work with and wanted to grow this amazing thing with because actually your brain works a bit like my brain and I could really see that we would work well together. Because I guess that, you know, interviews are chemistry tests, aren't they? It is like dating it is to a degree. speed dating. It really is that first meeting. <laughs> yeah. and you know, you hope you've got it right because otherwise you sat opposite them at a desk thinking, oh, Totally, God. yeah, yeah. And that's it. And, and we, you had been recommended to me by someone who I really respected. So I'd already gone in there with a bit of a preconception that probably you were going to be brilliant at your job because this person was just so good at talent spotting. Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, there's no way you could ever predict what would happen after that. But I thought we would work well together and we would be brilliant colleagues. And then it is hard to sort of track back when that shifts. But I think it was such a unique period in time. We were working, I mean, really 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. days for quite a long time, yeah. eating our Domino's pizzas, laughing at your Diet Coke obsession, <laughs> yeah. all those sort of things. Yeah. Um, and also the nature of our work is that you have to share, you, you end up sharing weird details about yourself. So when you're brainstorming features, you start to go, oh yeah, well that reminds me of something that happened. You tell a little it's true, you, know. you share things that you might not, in a different industry, you might not share that much about yourself so quickly. <laughs> I always think of features meetings that we're all kind of acting as amateur psychologists really because you are you're trying to you know you're trying to read each other you're trying to interpret your own moods and what you're thinking and so yeah inevitably you share loads um I often thought about the other people in the coffee shop listening to us (laughs) (laughs) jumping from (laughs) all sorts of random topics uh thinking they must think we were mad but 
Yeah, so inevitably you do you do end up getting close really quickly. But I think the fact that it's our work friendship has stuck around is really mm. special. Yeah, and I guess this is the point. We're, we're doing this together because we work so well together and because we're friends. It's like that unique combination. And I think for me, there's something really special about a, a true friendship that comes out of work because think about how much time you spend in the office. Like there's a bit of you that lots of other people never see like your partners often don't see your other friends will never see don't really understand the people you talk about or what your day means but we can just I mean actually we should say we haven't worked in an office together for quite some time Mm. you've been working as a freelancer for what a few years now actually so and we missed that didn't we we really missed it we love being able to flip between laughing at spider and coming up with a brilliant idea for something we'll get so excited and you know I, I think that's unique and again I know that I can talk to you now about something that might happen at work and you will understand in a way that other people can't possibly I was thinking though when I was writing the letter and thinking about work friendships about you know, you were my boss. I must have annoyed you at times. I must have done Mm, things wrong. And did you ever find it harder to feed back or reprimand me for doing something because you were my friends? I mean, this is madness. As if you needed reprimanding. No, I know. I I I should say I'm a complete swat. Um, Exactly. You're a total overachiever. Yeah, there probably is a bias there that you can't help but get away from because once you develop an affection for someone, then that probably does change that dynamic of your friendship. But having said, honestly, I'm not lying. I can't think of a time when that has been an issue for me. I mean, we've had to have fairly candid conversations, but I think I've always felt that, well, I hope so, that we approach that on on a level to a degree and that we always knew work was work and friendship was friendship. And then actually, if you had to change something at work, it was only about the job. It wasn't about you as a person or your ability. I don't know. Did you? What did you feel the other way around? Have you felt it uncomfortable or compromised as me as your boss? It's really boring as- because you want. I want to have a really good anecdote of the time that I really did. But <laughs> to add a bit, God, of, to add a bit of theatre. But no. I think you're very direct with your feedback, but that works for me. I much prefer people to be direct with me. I hate trying to interpret what it is that they're really saying. I'm just like, come on. So I wonder, somebody else might have found it harder. Me personally, no. But perhaps that's why we were able to be friends. Yeah. Because maybe it could could be that in in another world or another life, you might have been brilliant friends, but you couldn't manage that work plus friendship Mm -hmm. dynamic. And it it doesn't work with everyone. It really doesn't. And and you know that anyone who works with anyone knows that. You could think someone's brilliant, but mixing doesn't work or you're not able to separate those emotions but I think this goes back to our I think our brains work in quite a similar way mm. and I think we communicate in quite a similar way which is probably beneficial in that sort of dynamic of a friendship growing out of a work relationship I think also the other I often think this but when you've worked with someone first and then become friends your friendship grows in a different way but you could I could never work with loads of my friends like oh, I just couldn't never. imagine that dynamic could you ever like so you know it's it's a very unique way that that relationship 
grows because you start with the work. It's based on that. I think... And I guess if you're comfortable with your, that dynamic, then you can grow the friendship out of it. It's true. And I think, you know, you were my boss and it started as you being my boss. It wasn't like you were promoted to be my boss. No, so I was no. really comfortable with that dynamic. I also think my personality suits being... You know, for a long time, I acted as your deputy. So, and I actually, I'm really much more comfortable in that in that situation. You know, you're br- a brilliant mm. public speaker and a brilliant, you know, leader. Whereas those are the things that I find. Don't get me started again. <laughs> but you are. Whereas you know, put put me on a stage in front of people and I blah 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 blah. I can't speak. You went to stage school, love. I mean, should what's get my that money about? back clearly. <laughs> You know, I can't, I'm terrible in those situations. So I kind of, I feel really comfortable in those roles most of the time. Let's see if that carries on in in this new thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Christ, that's made me more nervous than anything else. Um, Yeah, but I think, but then I suppose that's true of all friendships, isn't there? That everyone takes a role in their friendship. If you think about your oldest friendship groups and things, it's... It, it, there is always a level of someone is the more gregarious one. Someone is a bit more kind of, I don't know, everyone um, maternal, say. You know, people take on different roles yeah. and responsibilities. It's a natural way of a group dynamic or a pairing dynamic, I suppose. And I, I don't know if you agree, but I find that that changes from friendship group to friendship group. You know, I am in some very much the listener and the this, but then with another friend, I'll be a different Oh, totally. Yeah, Um, yeah. I I think that's true. And I think, I don't know why that is. And I'll be really interested to explore that through this series, because actually, you can see yourself, can't you? You're sort of, obviously, you have party friends, or you have friends who you just sit and talk with and get into the big issues. But it doesn't mean that you're always one way with everyone, which is kind of fascinating. But that is it. That's chemistry, isn't it? I guess you spark off people in different ways. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, have you ever had a work friendship that went wrong? Yes. <laughs> Are you able to elaborate? It's not you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have, actually. I Use broad brush jokes. What, what's the... 
yes, exactly. Yeah. I think work friendships by their nature can be really intense. You know, you are spending an insane amount of time with that person. And if you are somebody who tends to absorb everyone else's moods, which which I am, when when you go in and that person is in whatever mood it is that they're in, and this person tended to be quite moody. I'll mm. be honest, I've had this twice, so it probably reflects more on me than, than them. <laughs> <laughs> but two, two people who I worked extremely closely with and was friends with, but who were quite moody. And then I found myself really distracted from my own work because I was constantly mm. trying to what's up with this person why are they feeling like that yes. how can I bring them out of their mood that they're in this day and I was extremely affected by that and it all got quite toxic it's like an office romance yeah. going wrong isn't it, it actually yeah. I, I've 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 come across that a few times not um with other people actually um not with me personally, but I've seen that happen where people get really chummy and it gets very intense and then actually something either in the work level or on a personal level goes wrong and then it ruins their career in that posi- in that role really because actually it's incredibly hard to manage a personal relationship. So I guess work friendships are brilliant when they work. Yeah, there is a gamble. You know, you're you're living, you're living that friendship every single day. You can't get away from them. So that is, yeah. Yeah, it's been harder. I, I am um, thinking back to our own friendship. One of the things I was reflecting on was the fact that uh, you're a bit like uh, Meet the Fockers. There's an inner circle, and it's very hard to get in. <laughs> what me personally? <laughs> you're just in the spectrum of that, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> And um, I was thinking about, actually, you may have said over the years, once or twice, I don't really need any new friends. I just don't need any new friends. That sounds awful. (laughs) But it's because you've you've got a really fantastic group of friends and you've got a big family. And I think... That's part of it. Whereas I'm like, yay, love everyone. <laughs> <You are. laughs> Come, Far nicer person than Let's me. Let's hang out. It's not about niceness because you are definitely nicer than me. But actually, I was like, how did I break into the inner sanctum of the Fockers world? It's <laughs> um, a good question. I think it is. My friends are all really different characters, actually, and do play very different roles in my life however they all have a certain way that they look at the world where they don't take it too seriously they Mm. probably would laugh at exactly the same thing I would laugh at and I would know just by looking at their face that they were thinking what I was thinking and I think you're just one of those people as well and that doesn't cut you know somebody who I don't have to make a huge amount of effort with because I'm awful at idle chit chat Um, I'm terrible at that you know somebody who when I go and see them and I haven't seen them for ages we don't have to spend hours on niceties it's just straight into oh god that person's annoying Uh, oh god or moan but then move from moaning to laughing really quickly I think good good but yeah it it, it (laughs) is true I don't I don't pick up loads of friends. Hey, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm delighted to be there. Thanks. I'm delighted to be in the inner sanctum. <laughs> yeah, I sound like it's such 
a bitch. But um... no, you don't. You you hundred percent don't. And actually, I think this is. Um, I remember an, a cross office conversation. I don't know if you can remember this once about whether you're a mixer, as in, do you mix your friends up, or are they very like? That's the group I see on one day. That's the group I see on another day. And I have definitely over the years done lots of mix-ups and kind of like, come, you'll love them, crossover. Whereas I think you're more of a purist to the keep everyone separate. With everything, Lisa. Purist with everything. (laughs) Will you let your food touch on a plate, Alex? Because that's kind of similar, isn't it? Uh, It is similar. I'm all right with that. I can I can have a little bit of food merging, but you know I'm very specific about what I like and what I don't like and how. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a purist, and I think it goes back to that that same thing of I find mixing lots of different friends hard because I will instinctively be thinking, oh God, what's that person? Is that person comfortable? Is that person comfortable? Well, this is what I think. You, you're you. See, this is it to prove that you're not a bad person. <laughs> the reason why you're like that is because you really care how someone else is feeling. So I think it all stems from like, what if they're not having a good time? What if I, you, you take the responsibility for them? Yeah. Because actually you are, you are just so caring about other people. You are so invested in other people. And, but you, like, I mean, you really are. And, and and that's what makes you so special is that you are just such a considerate, generous person in so many different ways. <laughs> making you uh, but, but you really are. And it's like, it, it's one of your unique and special things. And I, I think probably there's a level of that. And you're not, as you keep saying, you're not necessarily the person going, woo, like, look at me, everyone, look over here. Like, you're very invested um in each person so i i've always assumed it comes from that is that it's sort of even like in a weirder protective way to people around you yeah um we'll go with that <laughs> rather than my fumbled <laughs> strange response that didn't really make much it's sense it's very hard to talk about it yourself. is really That's hard i have to admit my my palms are sweaty on that point though um I maybe gave you a bit of a bad rep because actually we do have a really good circle of friends from work over the past few years like really close and I feel very lucky for that actually because we we've got our friendship but actually there is a bigger group of friends as well um and you know I actually I look back at a few of my workplaces and I tend to have a little core of friends that have traveled with me and stayed with me as sort of a bit of chapter of my life and they understand you know they're still really close friends to me even though I don't see them in the same way that you do when you're working with someone has that been your experience I mean definitely at Stylist definitely at Stylist you know we've 11 years I've worked there and you know there are definitely a core group of friends who I just know seeing just makes me happy you know like and I think Mm. that is actually something that I'm missing right now that one night out with that one group of friends who you just know you're going to come away and you're going to have really laughed you're going to have really reminisced uh you're going to have remembered a lot of shorthand and daft things that happened just because you've Mm -hmm. seen that person and it gives you a bit of a I don't know like an energy refill or something just seeing that group of friends I've definitely got that um even even with friends that you know I did Saturday jobs with I still remember my first Saturday job no even before that Schmeichel's (laughs) you know I actually worked there with my best friend and we have got so many daft stories about that place that I literally just need to say Say guinea pig, and she will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. That should, <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, I think, as I say, you know, a work friendship special because you are experiencing something. Just like when you're at school, you're experiencing it exactly at the same time. My final question to you is, have you ever found it harder to be vulnerable with me because of your capacity as my boss have you ever felt it harder to be vulnerable or even to be crazy lisa because we all know you've got that in you um (laughs) or felt like you had to censor yourself because you knew that i was working with you the next day no maybe at the very beginning i mean i think there's a degree of like oh i should yeah definitely at the beginning where you sort of go right we're crossing boundaries we're definitely talking more about friends and it would i probably wouldn't have shared any of my true work stresses maybe or things like that I might have held some of that back or if I felt insecure or challenged or whatever maybe because I would have felt the need to be your manager still Mm. at some point but that we're going way back at that point I think actually you're one of the people I can be the most vulnerable with and I think you really get you know how hard it is for me to do that because you're the same. And so when, and you know, there have been various challenges. I think I've been more candid with you than actually lots of people because I think you get it. And you have a really good ability of going, I'm checking in, I'm checking up on you, but I also know that at some point you're just going to want me to joke around a bit, <laughs> so, which I do. Like I think I remember messaging you once on the way to work and I'd been through a bit of a traumatic thing and um, and I said to you, look, I think I'm going to cry today. Like I can really feel it on the cusp. So can you just take the piss a bit when I, get, <laughs> when I get into work? But also can you just know, because actually by you knowing I knew someone had my back, what an amazing thing that is. I mean, honestly, you can't ask for more than that. But also, as is coming across, I guess, I do deal with everything through I'm gonna I'm gonna put my happy on, I'm gonna get out there, I'm gonna smile, I'm gonna find the joy. I mean, what a nice thing. I I'm gonna find the joy. And I do that is quite important to me, actually. And I think you navigate that really well. And sometimes, you know, I don't necessarily want to talk about everything for ages, but I do want you know it's amazing to know that someone is there if you need them and actually that's enough sometimes yeah that that really is it and I think you know we you could talk talking about that conversation in the pub when you tell me you were pregnant we're still relatively early into our true yeah friendship I guess that's where it all starts to come together is through the kids I think to a degree um as our lives changed and we were sort of navigating that together but yeah I think again we started to really share bigger things and stuff that was you know just so beyond um even like a a fair weather friendship where you'd be great hanging out but you were getting into deeper and deeper issues so I I think I think the vulnerability has grown but I think that would take me a long time with anyone not just because of the work dynamic yeah me too actually me too I don't know about you but I feel emotionally drained (laughs) I mean I'm actually planning to have a little sob after this and it's not all not all sad it's just dealing with emotions obviously I'm a robot so I don't actually have any of those Um, (laughs) I still stand by that point (laughs) actually before we go the one thing I did just want to say right you you talked about me always wearing heels, which is 100% true. Like, I did it even into my third pregnancy. Was Oh, you did? Throughout. Oh, my God. You, I was in pain I don't know looking why. at you. 
Because you're, you're the really fashion. tall as well. <laughs> I'm not. I'm 5'7". I always tell you this. I was thinking about what is different now compared to then. And like fashion is a really easy indicator of that, isn't it? Because we're like literally, I mean, for lockdown fashion particularly, <laughs> puffered, massive puffer coats with beanie hats and trainers and muddy boots. But I was trying to think like, are there anything now that you look back on and go I can't believe we were like that or we did that because the fashion is one of them for me we were like funny like young professionals in our heels and whistles dresses (laughs) I used to wear waist belts (laughs) and then like and then I'd have my lunch and think oh god why am I wearing this belt (laughs) um oh all your questions are very thinkers aren't they that well, you know, I am very deep. <laughs> um, but it's you know, I I'm a bit like I feel like a really different person now than the person I was when I met you, and I think that's partly having kids and becoming a mom, and that changes your perspective. It's partly living through a bloody pandemic. You know, it's like changed a lot about how we think. Um, I think I'm, I, getting... I'm more. I was more uptight then, definitely. I think that's what I'm getting you, at. You I think were. I was. Definitely. I just wanted to do a good job and I think I felt that pressure. Also, I didn't, th- I always said having a child gave me perspective because I was very career focused, very ambitious, and I really wanted to be slick and good at that. And actually, I look at people doing that now and I'm like, that is hard work, guys. <laughs> it's true. You were, yeah, I would agree with your with your points on yourself. You were more uptight. You were harder to please. And I think having children has really softened you. I think... I'm still hard to please. I'm just better at being nice about it. Yeah, (laughs) true. I still know exactly what raised eyebrow Lisa means. I'm going to be a bit soft again now, but I think my confidence has grown immeasurably in that time. I think you probably wouldn't realise, but I was at that point quite unsure of myself uh really hard on myself oh you're still hard on yourself yeah I, mean, I, I, I still am but I really was to quite a detrimental mm. effect on myself at that time I think and actually working with you did make a massive difference oh my god it did you know you really <laughs> did boost my confidence a lot <laughs> I'll oh leave my. you there <laughs> good god well look you know it's all all the work is yours my friend all the work is yours right definitely i'm emotionally drained now (laughs) (laughs) it is time to end the chat i do just want to say thank you though i mean we were obviously we thought it was important to show our own vulnerability and let it writing these letters are incredibly exposing and, and make you feel uncomfortable if that's not it but actually i think i mean as someone i feel seen um, in a way that <clears throat> I can't actually think of another way that I felt seen like that. You know, actually hearing that, seeing yourself through someone else's eyes is pretty amazing. Thank you for all the kind words. They really do mean a lot. Uh, I'll stick with the jokes, obviously, because I'm more comfortable <laughs> in that arena. So all I say to you, Alex Walker, is spider. <laughs> If you've been inspired to write a love letter to your friend um, by this incredible experience, and we hope you do because that is our mission here, to reclaim love letters for the most important relationships in our lives. We want to read and hear yours. So hop over to our love letter to my friend 
account on Instagram and DM us your letters and voice notes because we're hoping to share some of those in future episodes. We'd like to ask you a friendly favour too. If you rate and review this podcast, it will really help us to reach more people. And please don't forget to subscribe so you can hear Fern Cotton, Kimberly Walsh, Terry White and Charlie Brinkhurst-Cuff share their love letters. Thank you so much for listening, friends. This series is the brainchild of hosts and friends Lisa Smisarski and Alex Walker and is an II Studios production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.